The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Welcome to a massive edition of the Big Red Bench Women in Sport podcast. I'm your host, Jer McCarthy, and you can follow me on my social media, Instagram and Twitter accounts at jermccarthy74. This week's guests include an exclusive interview with former Cork Senior Camogie Manager Paddy Murray and why he stepped away after 10 years at the helm. Cork Senior Football and All-Star nominee Eric O'Shea also joins the show and we have a special preview of this weekend's SE Systems Cork Camogie Senior County Final. We speak to the Inascara and Shandoon Camps plus expert analysis from Linda Mellerick. I'll also speak to Aussie Rules Football Ireland 2021 Premiership winners CJ Murphy from the victorious Cork Vikings AFL women's team. That's all to come on this week's massive Women in Sports podcast. Here's an exclusive for Red FM as I caught up with Paddy Murray and asked about his decision to step away from the Cork Senior Camogie job after 10 years in charge and four All-Ireland titles. Now I'm delighted to be joined by the former Cork Senior Camogie manager Paddy Murray who has stepped down from his role after a hugely successful stint. Paddy, um, firstly, um, I suppose we can't say congratulations or commiserations because look, you've stepped down from a role that you made a success of and that you had great, uh, you made huge strides with. Um, Can I ask you first of all, well, did you just feel it was time to step away, that other opportunities were coming up, might come up for you? And how, how hard a decision has it been for you? I suppose, look, I, I probably had my mind made up early this year. I suppose, look, I've been involved with the Cork uh, Rebel Over under 16 uh, boys for the last, uh, I suppose, two years, under 15 last year, under 16 this year. Um you know, and I suppose hoping to, to go further with them. So um, if that was the case, well, this was going to be my last year. So, yeah, look, mine made up fairly early. Um, I suppose sad that we didn't crack it. I suppose that's the only thing that that I can say about this year. But I think uh, we have left things in a very, very healthy state. There is a very young team. Uh, extremely young if you judge it against the top two kicking in Galway we are I think on average five years a player uh, younger uh, I think there's a great culture within that that setup now uh, you know I know for a fact that the players are looking to go back training nearly straight away um, so obviously it is very important that the person that comes in that builds on that and is better than what we have done uh, so I think that's key for that side of things how, I, I say it again, Paddy, like it's obvious the work that you've put in in your backroom team, who we know you've got great admiration for and huge time for. Um, how difficult when you're so, when as you can, everyone, even neutrals can say Cork were so close this year. How difficult did that make the step to move away? Well, look, the loss um, has been difficult. There's no question about it. Um, you know, I, I would say that the management team are very hot over it. Uh, we were very close. I think if we had pulled it off, it probably would have been our uh, probably greatest victory. Uh, I don't think people from outside understand the difference in age of our team versus, uh, you know, Galway that day. Um, and, and I suppose the difference that make, it makes on the pitch you know, physically-wise, uh, we were second best. But look, there's an age difference there, and that's going to, you know, that's going to happen. Um, you know, but I suppose when we look back in it, our, our conversion rate, it was really under 50%. Theirs is over 70%. So their light is the problem in that we created opportunities for ourselves and just didn't execute. 
and you know uh, I suppose that's hard to take um, not alone in Cork, Paddy, but to be fair to you, outside of Cork, you've helped raise the profile of Camogie over the past, I mean, you're in the position since 2002, or sorry, 2012, and you've helped raise the profile of Camogie and brought Camogie to a level in the in the national media and the mainstream where it should be, um, with the respect that it deserves. Are you leaving Cork Camogie? You're leaving Cork Camogie in a better place than you found it, but the game of Camogie as a whole the physicality, the change, the kind of the consi- consistency or inconsistency of refereeing, as you leave Camogie behind you, what state do you, do you find it in now? Oh, I think you just have to look at the All Ireland final and see uh, where it is. You know, the amount of people that would have stopped me and the level of texts I got after that game would indicate that, you know, the game has changed dramatically, all for the better. It has now become a really, really exciting game probably a better watch than a lot of the Horton games so um, you know it, it, it's improved dramatically I think that um, it can improve more I think certainly uh, the 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 Camogie Association needs a, a major shake up there I, I still think that you know um probably better calibre people need to get in there I, and I've said it a number of times I think it needs to come under the G umbrella I think the sooner that happens the better this game will grow um, and I think that's really the next step and until that happens um, you know I think that things will be slow um, Asking an inter-county Camogie manager which is the favourite of their All-Ireland victories is asking a parent which is their favourite kid so I know each of them meant a huge amount to you but was the one in two in, in 2014 the first one was that significant or are they all equal, equally important well, to you? Not really look I suppose the two that we won by a point you know probably would stand out there you know it's kind of difficult you know look uh, I suppose Maybe the first one that um, we won by a point, I think that was in 2017, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because we were coming up against a really, really good Gilkinney team that played a really defensive system. Um, we had to be very patient that day in the use of the ball, you know, uh, particularly coming from a very traditional county that just wanted to belt the ball down the field. Uh, we had to be very, very patient that day. We knew it was going to be a, a low-scoring game. Uh, probably coming up to that, uh, Jim being injured, you know, was she going to play, that kind of thing. So to come and win that by point, I suppose, would be probably the one that would stand out. Now, as we conduct this interview, nothing has been confirmed about your next step or where you may or may not be going. But your association previously with the Cork Under-16 hurlers um, there's a suggestion that that is an area where you might move into within the Cork hurling uh, co- underage coaching setup. If that was to become available to you, is that something that would excite you and something that you would be looking forward to? And also, was this the time for a change, Paddy, even though you were so close with the Cork Camogie All-Irelands? Is, is a fresh start with something new, something that's going to invigorate you and, and, and you know get the juices flowing again? Well, look, obviously an area that I'm interested in getting into uh, I have been uh, working with the under 16s uh, this year look you probably like to have things done differently or better this year but obviously COVID being a major problem uh, this year and last year it's probably getting access to your players 
you know, would I like to go forward with them again? Absolutely. Uh, but that is not my decision. That's a decision for the Cork County Board, and i got to respect that. Um, but if I am, you know, I suppose the only thing I can say is that I will give it everything um, to, to, I suppose, answer your question in relation to was my time up with Cork Camogie. Um, it probably was. Um I always felt that a fresh voice was important. Um, I'm very conscious that the next person coming in uh, needs to bring the standard higher, and it's getting that person in there is 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 going to be uh, you know is 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 the major decision now, right? Um, I suppose. Look, I have a connection there. I'm 10 years there. Probably a lot of these players have grown up. Uh, so I have major life there as well. So I just don't want to see it fall flat its face, you know. So, mm. uh, uh, But I, I still think that, you know, look, my energy levels probably weren't what they were probably two years ago. Um, and I, I can understand that, Paddy, because the demands of inter-county management at Camogie level are now as intense as GEA and ladies football. I think that's a fair comment. Yeah, it is. Look, um, I think it was easier back along. Um, I suppose, look, I'm in the mortgage business. Uh, 2012, we were going through a currency crisis, a recession, etc. And probably business was quite compared with what, you know, this week, this year has been extremely busy here for our business. Um, so uh, trying to juggle, um, trying to juggle work, and giving it your all uh, outside that then to Kokomogi was, look, just, there was no doubt it, there was probably uh, weeks that you had very little sleep. Well, I think just looking back on your record at Kokomogi, both on and off the pitch, your influence on Kokomogi and Kokomogi as a whole, um, I think you should be very proud of what you achieved in the time that you've been in charge. Whatever comes next, party, everybody here in the big red bench um, wishes you all the best. Um, we hope you're as successful in whatever you do next as you have been for Cork Camogie. And thanks for all your time with the media, especially. You've been really, really accessible. You've given us access to the players as well and made our coverage and our job a lot easier. So best of luck to you in whatever comes next. Thanks, Major John. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. McCroom's Erica O'Shea's meteoric rise to the Cork Senior Ladies Football First Team has resulted in a deserved TG Cahar Ladies Football Senior All-Star nomination. Erica spoke to the Big Red Bench about an unbelievable year of personal highs and a few lows. It's a real thrill to be joined by one of the Cork Senior Football Ladies Footballers All-Star nominees from McCroom, Erica O'Shea. Erica, welcome to the Big Red Bench. Thank you very much, sir. First of all, I mean, absolutely brilliant news for you and for your family and for your club. A first time being nominated as an All-Star. Um, when and where were you when you heard? I actually found out the day I was announced in Limerick because I'm actually up in college here at the moment. And I I actually came up on my own from Cork so I found it very lonely at the start. But my mum was getting the calls of me being upset and stuff and then she told me that and I was nominated and it really cheered me up and it kept me going. So I was delighted. Couldn't believe it. Um, it, it's it's well deserved. I mean, I, I covered all of Cork's games last year and the year before, and you've you've broken onto a, onto that team and made your mark. Um, obviously things are changing now with college and going to UL, but being nominated as one of the best footballers in the country, along with uh, some serious footballers from Cork and outside of Cork, it must be a lovely feeling and and recognition of your efforts. 
Yeah, no, I was delighted. Like, um, I couldn't believe it because all along I was watching all the court matches, looking up to them as my idols, like Orla Finn and Pierce Lovin and Melissa and RP. I was at the final in 2018 in Crow Park and I was just watching it on the sideline and I was, I was cheering on all the girls and I'd never made any court team underage on the 16 or on the 14. So like, to be actually on the court team itself was amazing. I couldn't believe it. And, like, I was forever grateful to Ify and Paddy and Dominic and Connor, all the managers that gave me the chance to come up. Like, it was amazing. Like, I couldn't believe it. I got called up. Um, yeah, I was going to mention that as one of the questions I had for you. The fact that you didn't feature at underage level, um, at inter-county level, just shows that, you know, if you keep at it and you're dedicated enough that the opportunity will come your way. Um, how daunting was it first joining up with that Cork senior football setup? It was very daunting at first because I was the only one there, the minor, and uh, it, was, it was scary coming on. Like, I didn't know anyone and it was all that kind of jazz. And, like... Like after the first training, the car team, like all of them, came up to me and they just welcomed me so much and they took me in like they're their second family, like and we're just a very close bunch and like they really look out for one another. So I was very grateful for all the girls for welcoming me like they did. That's brilliant to hear because it is quite an experienced team. But over the last couple of years, yourself, um, I'm thinking like Cy Valeri, uh, Katie Quirk, players of that calibre are starting to make the breakthrough. And it's it's going to be a different Cork team over the next couple of years. But it looks like you're going to be a part of that. Oh, I, I hope so anyway. I love it because like, like it's like the Cy Valeri and Katie Quirk that broke through in the league this year. Like the management really gave young players a chance. Like, and they're standing to see because in the next couple of years we're getting the experience now. So we're hoping to not lose when we get a few years under our belt. <laughs> Indeed, I don't think so. Um, we have to talk. We have to look before we look forward, Erica. We have to look back because ultimately this past season ended in disappointment at Crow Park in the All Ireland semi final, um, playing extremely well against the eventual All Ireland champions Meath. A crazy four or five minutes towards the end undid, um, unfortunately for Cork, undid all that good work. It must have been heartbreaking, obviously, to lose. But how long did it take you to get over that defeat? And how frustrating is it when you see Meath going on to win the All-Ireland that it might have been ye? Yeah, like, I don't think we'll ever get over it, really, because it's always there. But if you want to there to drive us on, we're going to be hungry next year. Like, we're out for blood. So we keep at it. <laughs> on the day, like, really didn't work out for us but like Meade like we give it to them they were great side they had the likes of Vicky Wall and Emma and all these players like, they were just outstanding like. and I'm actually delighted they went down and won it because they were a great team yeah, because that earlier game in the season as well, down in Burr and County Offaly, I mean, they, they played really well against you that day as well, Erica, and Cork were lucky to get out with a victory. But just, yeah. like, they are a coming team, but next year already, I can hear it in your voice, like you're just itching to get going again and with that in mind a new manager in place and Shane Ronane a new fresh start is that the way you're going to approach uh, 2022? Yeah definitely like, Shane Ronan is a very experienced man like he worked alongside the legends Eamon Ryan as we all know him. he was outstanding as well so like Shane has a lot of experience and we're all looking forward to working with him um, we're obviously very excited to see the management go but we're very excited for the fresh start too can I ask you about training sessions and training sessions with Cork, like even playing minor with Cork briefly when you did, the difference in intensity, your first night training, do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Like it's highly intense competition of training. Like, even from the day, first day I got there, every training was like a championship match. Like there was just no holding back with the girls. Like it was very intense, but it always carries off. Like um, 
like there's no place to secure in the team like throughout the year everyone's constantly kept on their toes like and it was very big change for minor obviously but like it was it was great to be with the girls that time yeah, that's the impression I get. Like, I mean, your train as you play with Cork and at that intensity level, I mean, it is the way it is so it can bring you on and, and show you what it's going to be like when you do get out onto the pitch. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's extremely intense. Like, when you're playing alongside Melissa Duggan and Keira Sullivan, it's always going to be intense. They're unbelievable players. Like, but it'll drive us all on and make us all better. Yeah, I was going to ask about that half back line. I mean, the half back line in Cork is one of the one of its most potent weapons, and has been under Efi Fitzgerald, and probably will be under Shane Ronan as well. The pace is the word pace keeps coming up. I mean, I thought Melissa Duggan was fast, and then you came along, and between the two of you, I think am I wrong? Were you given a license to get forward whenever the opportunity arose, and is that something you'd like to see continue? Oh yeah, like hundred percent. Efi and Paddy and Conor Dominic, they always gave us to go. They put me and Melissa, and they told us to bomb it up the pitch whenever we could. So. We said we'd try our best, and like it's definitely a speed game these days in each county. Like it's constantly who's faster and who's fitter, and um, hopefully it'll be the same with Shane Renan. But he knows what he's doing anyway. So whatever he wants to do, we'll all be on board. Indeed, you will. Um, can I ask you about college life? Because you said you just started. It's a big change, and going to a place from McCroom all the way to Limerick, even to the not not that far away, but it is a different world. And you're playing, and you're you're you're, you're studying. What are you actually studying? And um, how much football is going to be involved with UL for you? So I'm actually studying health and fitness, like Sally. I'm following in her footsteps now. <laughs> uh, so I'm actually up in UL now. So it was a big change in McCroom where I because I just didn't know anyone up here. Like I said earlier. And that was very difficult. And I'm actually settling in great now. The girls are so welcoming up here. And DJ Collins, the coach, he's doing anything he can for me. And like I really appreciate it. So like the training's going to be intense up here now. We started there about a week ago. And it's intense, but you know, it's very worthwhile. And we're all, like, driving on now for this year. So hopefully we can get the O'Connor Cup back here. Well, uh, do, doing your bit for Limerick, but still a Cork footballer at heart, I hope, Erica. Oh geez, like you can never get me away from Cork anyway, no matter how much you McCroom, your hometown and your club. I mean, obviously they're down the junior ranks at the moment, but what an absolute honour for them. Um, I mean, they take their football just as seriously as any other ladies football club. This is a huge boost for that club, Erica. And I know you'd be very modest about it, but all the young girls that are living in that area, they look up to you. And when they see you nominated for an All-Star, it's going to boost them and hopefully boost the numbers playing for McCroom. Yeah, 100%. Like, I'd hope that it would drive a few girls on to come and play with us because we are a junior E club and, like, Norn Abbey, you know, they're senior, they win all Ireland and stuff. But, like, it just shows, like, if you work hard enough, you can get there. And I just hope there's more girls that won't give up and they keep trying because it doesn't matter where you come from. Like, McCroom, we're coming up now, thank God. And we have a great panel. And, like, I just go to show you don't have to be on Norn Abbey senior team or Aero senior team just to get on the core panel, you know? very well said and a very important thing to say for any young girls that are listening to this and I think you're a prime example of that that even though it may not have worked out for you at inter-county level underage you kept plugging away and you were eventually rewarded and you got onto that Cork senior team yeah thank God like I, like I said earlier I was I was in the stand three years watching mm. the finals and to, two years later like in 2018 is when I went to the finals um, watching Orlesfield and all the girls to be playing with them two years later oh, you couldn't have paid me to say that like I could it I would never have believed you if you said that to me. 
Well, it's a lovely story, and it's a, it's 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 fantastic to see somebody who's so dedicated to playing their their craft of football and such a good player being rewarded with a call up and then grasping their opportunity. I think that's the big thing. But look, we're looking ahead. That All Star nomination, that All Star awards night, is going to be something special. You'll have a good crew from Cork going up with you, and I would imagine it's going to be a, a very entertaining night, shall we say? Oh, hundred percent. Like my my mum, she was bawling when she found out. Like she couldn't believe I got nominated, and now the whole family's going up. They have dresses and everything got so it's all buzzing. I was delighted I got nominated too because I finally felt like I had something to give back to my family as well. Because after all the years of them driving me to trainings and matches and everything, I finally felt like you know I had something for them. So I was really delighted. Well, that's a lovely uh, thing to say, um, but I think you've already given back to them plenty of times every time they see you wearing that Cork jersey. Can I ask, did you have any say in the number of people that decided they were coming to the awards? Uh, well, my family said they were going anyway, so <laughs> my sister's uh, coming, back, my sister's coming back from London now first. She was all excited. Oh, brilliant. And the dress up too, like, you know yourself, <laughs> the hair and the makeup, they're all buzzing. It has been an absolute pleasure to talk to you, Erica. You're somebody I wanted to interview for a long time. Big admirer of you as a footballer and clearly uh, life is going well for you at the moment. A deserved All-Star nomination, things working out for you in college. We will have our fingers crossed for you, everybody here in Cork Street FM Big Red Bench, that it goes well on the night. But even if it doesn't, the fact that you've been nominated shows that you're amongst the elite footballers in the country and that's a lovely way to end the year for you, I'd imagine. Yeah, I know. It's, it's outstanding to be nominated alongside Amy Mackin and Melissa and Vicky Wall it's amazing I'm just happy to be nominated it was always talk to you too Jay and thank you so much for reading me no problem at all Erica and the best of luck thank you very much miss the show grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie Cork's Red FM The 2021 SE Systems Cork Senior Camogie Final between Inascara and Shandoon takes place at Castle Road at half past three on Sunday Let's hear from the two captains, Shandoon's Lauren Homan and first, Inniscara's Aoife Kavanagh. Captain of Inniscara's senior camogie team, Aoife Kavanagh, joins us on the big red bench now to look ahead to this weekend's county final clash with Shandoon. Um, Aoife, first of all, thanks for joining us on the big red bench and how much are you and your fellow players looking forward to this? Hi, Ger. Um Thanks for having me. Um, we, are, yeah, we're really looking forward to it. Um, I suppose we feel we've... Um, a point to prove ourselves too, um, having been in the last two county finals last two years and having lost them, um, we're really looking forward to this weekend and hoping to have a better outcome than the last two years. Um, yeah, I wasn't going to kind of refer back to that, but now that you've mentioned <laughs> it, um, to be fair to Inascara, this is your sixth final in a row. And as I said to your manager, Stephen McCormick, I mean, granted, you haven't had success in the last couple of years. But if you're reaching that many finals, you're doing something right, both at senior and underage level in the club. Yeah, look, we've been very fortunate with the underage players coming through. Um, there's a few of us now that are at the other end of the, <laughs> of the age bracket. So, like, each year there's new girls coming on to panel and it's brilliant because they're pushing the rest of us to training. There's competition in every game for your starting positions so I think that's a massive driving factor for us um, yeah and training as I said it's just so competitive it's great and standing to us in the matches so far and nice. so hopefully it'll yeah. keep going Have you noticed that more so this year than other years Aoife I know you've mentioned the younger players that are coming in and they shone in that semi-final win over the bars but in terms of training and being pushed it happens every year to every every senior team but especially this year Yeah yeah um Look, 
as I said, like the underage structuring in the Scar is great. Um, there's like there's been a few girls now. Our junior teams are, have been successful the last couple of years, and there's just more and more coming up through the lines um, each year now. Like we were unfortunate to lose a few this year, and you'd be reflecting on the big names like that. But then when you have these younger girls coming through, it's a real driving factor. So we're very grateful for them. How important was it? The fact that you the test you got from St Finbars in the semi final, the team you played earlier on in the championship, the final score said you won by five points. It was much closer than that. But how important psychologically was it to get one over the bars who were pretty favoured coming into it ahead of an even bigger test? Yeah, look, it was fierce important to us. Um so as we'd never ever underestimate the bars when we come up against them. Um we knew we were underdogs going in, so we knew we needed to pull out a big performance. Um, we got a great challenge from Kill as well, who are another superb team. So, like, it seems to be we're, we're progressing each each round. So, we're just hoping that we pull out a big one on Sunday. But the Bears, again, yeah, like, getting over them was a massive boost um, to confidence as well. So, look, we're, we're a bit down in the dumps right after round one. Um, and, we're as you said, the five-point gap probably didn't do... Yeah, the didn't do justice, justice on yeah. the scoreboards, yeah, because it was such a close game. But I think the way we dug deep and our hard work is reflected well for us. Indeed, it did. Now, county final week, as it is, it's not like you're not used to it. Okay, so when it, there's no point in asking you how the preparation. You, you know the preparations that are involved for a county final better than any, any senior camogie team. But the fact that you're playing such a talented and you know, a Shandoon team with so much intercounty experience, obviously, you know, in the Scar are going to have to play for the full 60, 70, whatever number of minutes it is, if you're going to win this one. Yeah, um, I suppose, you, know, you never get used to preparing for a county final. It's, it's our aim every year. Um, we just, we're just looking at it. We're in, like, we know what challenge lies ahead of us on Sunday. As you said, the intercounty experience they have, they nearly have an all-star forward line there lying out for them. Um, we just we're just looking at this as another game for ourselves. Um, I think this year we've become much better at focusing on ourselves rather than the opposition and focusing on our own strength. So I think that's that's key now for the weekend and back ourselves and believe in ourselves too. Indeed, and how much has, is the fact that you've got you know a pretty fresh management team in this year, Aoife, Has that made a difference? Um, yeah, I suppose like change is always good. Um, the the three that came in this year, like Steve and Ricky and Enda, they're great. We get on so well. You know, there's always fun at training, having great crack. Um, and like again, as I was saying, the new girls coming up through the lines, you like there's competition there. But this guy that came in didn't know us. Um, they didn't know much about. And it's got Camogie history mm. the last years. They know we've been successful and been a few finals, but they haven't. They didn't know us as players. So we're all starting from scratch and we're all out to prove ourselves. So that's definitely been, been um, yeah, big this year. And just finally, Aoife, I mean, obviously you ask a captain, what would it mean to you or the club to win a county championship? It would mean everything. But considering the number of players underage within your club, considering the setup in the club, how much of a boost would it give the underage who are looking up to you, seeing your reach finals year after year, to finally lift that trophy? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Do you know what? When you ask me that, I don't decide to think that far ahead. Um, we're, we're focused on the whistle and the throwing now at the moment. Um, 
please God, we'll get we'll get the result. Um, but I think it will be a massive boost now to the club um, and all the underage players. Um, I'm teaching in a local school myself, and the support is always amazing up here. And you know, you're just trying to inspire and encourage the younger girls and the younger boys around the parish to get up and join Nascara. So hopefully now we'll get the good results this weekend and there'll be a bright, bright, brighter future ahead for Nascara. Answered like a true captain there, Aoife. Fair play to you. <laughs> Listen, everybody on the Big Red Bench wishes you all the best this weekend in the county final. Hopefully we get a chance to talk to you again in the near future. But listen, the very best of luck. Thanks a million, Ger. Appreciate it. Now, we're delighted to be joined on the Big Red Bench by the captain of Shandoon, who are heading into a senior camogie final uh, next weekend. And we're joined by Lauren Holman. Lauren, thanks for joining us. No problem. It's a pleasure. Indeed. Uh, congratulations, first of all, on reaching uh, a county final. Uh, it must be, for a division, um, a little bit more difficult than for a club because you've got players, obviously, from different clubs and organisations. So, first of all, from that point of view, you must be delighted, first of all, to have reached it. Exactly. I don't think people realise how hard it is a division because, obviously, you have to get to know all the girls. You probably Some people have two games, three games every weekend. So, like the hard work and dedication that all the girls have been is unreal and we're just so happy to get to the final Yeah you, you mentioned the different clubs that are involved and it's I mean there's Napiersig there's St Vincent's Blackrock um, Bishopstown and Brian Dillon's so I mean how have you managed to fit the time in I mean obviously training is important but have you been able to train um, as often as you would have liked um, We actually only trained once um, throughout the whole campaign because it was just so difficult to get together and um, as I said we were out matches two and three nights on the weekend so yeah we just couldn't put in the time So if you've only trained once does this mean that you don't need to train at all basically is that what you're saying so at the Cedar Kawagi level you just need to play a lot of games Pretty much <laughs> the only time we get to train now is this week coming up to the game Indeed, coming up to the game now. In terms of the championship, um, obviously you lost to St. Catharines in the opening round, but you bounced back well, beating Newcastle and Aeroge. I mean, those were important wins for you. Exactly. I think those games brought the team together. Um, from the last two games, we all played as a team. Everyone was after getting to know each other. And it just all kind of came together and worked out for us. Yeah, and you did, of course, having done all of that, you got to meet St. Catharines again. And this time around, you made sure of the victory. Yeah, I think we're just all so worked up and buzzed for it. Obviously, Catherine's beat us in, in the round. And we just we just knew we'd go out and get the beating of them. And obviously, it worked out for us on the day. Yeah, it certainly did. And of course, that set up last weekend's uh, semi-final meeting with a familiar name in Cork, Camogie, Camogie all over the country. And that's Sarsfields. And that really turned out to be it obviously turned out well for you but a very very tight game before you pulled away to win 115 to 11 points exactly Stars are an unreal team they didn't give up they came back at us hard in the second half and they put us on the back foot but we were just well able to get over the line thank God and push on to the final yeah indeed the final now Amy O'Connor would be one of the more recognisable names for people outside of Camogie who plays with you but this really isn't a one player show at all it's been a real collective effort and that makes it all the more impressive as you are a division um, especially the Black Rockers like huge credit to them like they were playing football the morning of say we the game they were playing the night before could be playing the day after um, and every single game they stood up for us as well as all the other girls um, but huge credit to those girls they were they were unbelievable How difficult is it just if you're a dual player 
Lauren, obviously, I'm listening here, you, you can't find time to train for your division and you're playing, you know, senior camogie club in Cork, which is tough enough, but how difficult and how time-consuming is it as a dual player now? Yeah, it's very time-consuming. Um, obviously, you're out your club three and four nights a week, so trying to find that time to train with the division, it just wasn't there because all like we're all training on different nights of the week, so there was never a time for us to get together. But I mean, in terms of if you are a player uh, playing both codes, both championships on the same time, no time to do proper preparation or preparation at least that you would like to do, is that something you'd like to see change as a club player? Oh yeah, definitely. Like I think, like it's hard as well. Like coming from the county board side of you, like they you have a time frame, you have to get your matches in, but there's not much you can do on that side of it. But coming from the football side and the club side I think there could be more done to work around the players that are playing duels now obviously there's a huge buzz around this particular panel in the lead up to a county final and you're taking on you're taking on quite the quite the challenge with a, a team that's played in the last six finals and that's in Ascara. First of all, how tough a match are you expecting? And secondly, how exciting do you think the build-up is going to be? Um, first of all, it's so exciting for Shandu. I think it's the first time they've ever actually made the county finals. So it's a big thing for us. But in Ascara, as everyone knows, they've won it out and out many times and we just know we have to... We have to turn up on the day and if we don't we know what's going to happen so yeah we know there's a big test for us Now they've got players all over the pitch star players that can do a lot of damage but so do ye I mean it's obviously as you said a huge boost for Camogie in the Shandun division and how important is it for the younger girls in that division who will come out to support you on the day of the final um, for future generations to try and aspire to do what you've done Yeah it's, you know, we had such a good crowd the past couple of weeks and it's the young girls going out there to support us and it's great that we can show them like just keep going as a young girl and you'll get there eventually like us because um, obviously it's after taken a few years and we're finally there and hopefully now we can just get over the final hurdle Indeed, it's some final hurdle to get over, Lauren. But, I mean, as underdogs, uh, and a lot of people will see as underdogs simply because of Inescara's experience, you've got nothing to lose. And that is a dangerous thing from Inescara's point of view because hopefully that will help you relax and play to your to your, to your your optimum. Exactly. I feel like there's no pressure on us. We can just go out, play, kick the shackles off. Um, as underdogs, I feel like you never have pressure. You just have to go out and perform and prove people wrong. That's a good way to end the interview and a, a very, very uh, cap- a, th- a right thing to say from a captain. Listen, Lauren, everyone on the Big Red Bench wishes you and everybody in the Shandun Camogie panel and supporters all the best in the county final. Thanks so much. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. OK, so that was the two competing captains in Sunday's SE Systems Cork Senior Camogie final. Now we'll hear from Inniscarra manager Stephen McCormack and Shandun's Trevor Hogan. Joined on the line now by Shandun Ma- Camogie Senior Manager Trevor Coleman from the Napier club ahead of their county final appearance against Inniscarra. Trevor, t- first of all, thanks very much for joining us on the Big Red Bench. Uh, that's job. Thanks for uh, having us. It's, it's a great honour actually to manage Shandoon to, uh, to a county final. I've been involved in Camogie a long, long time, especially with two daughters. So it's a great honour for myself and my family to, to go into this Sunday as manager and, and coach. The, the build-up, I suppose, Joe, to be honest, um, hasn't been great. We've had most of our players playing two, if not three games, every weekend for the last seven weekends, which, to be honest, I don't think from a personal point of view and a commodity point of view is great and great advertising. But 
that aside, the goals have showed great commitment to us and great admiration has to go to them. What they've been through the last seven weeks is absolutely physically very hard on their bodies, I would think. And to be fair, they've never once complained. They've got on with it and I think they've got what they dissolved and they're into a, a massive, massive final against Inescala on Sunday. Trevor, sorry, Trevor. Yeah, no, just on that because you've not been able to train because you're you're a division first of all. You're dragging, you're drawing so many players from different clubs, and that's made it incredibly difficult. Yet the team has gelled, and yet the team has come through a really tough path to get to the final. So is that the skill and the determination of the girls shining through at a time as you said, and there's so much more going on. I, I think so. I think the credit has to go to the girls themselves. Us as managers, all we can do is guide them and give them a bit of advice. But to be fair to their clubs, at the start of the year, we set up a, um, a group with our club managers. So anything that went up with the goals went to the club managers first and to make sure they were happy and then we went to the goals. Because at the end of the day, John, I'm a firm believer, they're club players. And the club players, they belong to the club. They're doing us a favour by turning out for us. Right. Yeah. And that was my opinion after yeah. the year, yeah. and that's why I put the goals. And I think from us giving that attitude, it made them respect us more. And I think this is what we've got out of them. They've put in a massive effort because we know in, in our half to half, they're the club players that belong to the clubs, and then they give us a all when they come to us. And that's very well said because it's it's the same and it's true of all divisions that it's the same kind of commitment that you ask of a club player but it's even more so at this time of the year coming out of COVID because there's ladies football, there's camogie, there's club camogie, there's basketball, there's a whole lot of other things going on. The fact that you've reached a senior camogie final, Trevor, is a fantastic achievement but how important is it for Shandoon Camogie as a whole, for the younger girls watching this, to see this team get to a county final whether they win it or not? I think John is absolutely huge because if you're if you're brutally honest and call a spade a spade, a lot of these clubs in the Shandong division might never make senior. Mm. And for the girls to get the opportunity to go out and play at this level and to reach a county final, I, I honestly believe we are in bonus territory. We will be up against them in the Scala because they're probably a bit fresher than us. But again, knowing the goals and knowing the commitment they have to Shandong, I think they will give it a right go on Sunday. And again, any goals looking on and seeing what these goals are giving to Kamogi and to Shandong the last couple of weeks, you couldn't help but be inspired by them. It's, it, it's after rubbing off on me as a manager and as our management team. And we're, getting, we're actually getting the energy from them to try and just drive it over the line off on, on Sunday. You proved, Trevor, that this team is a very, very good team because they played superbly at the start and more or less right through to beat a very, very good SARS team in the semi-final. How happy were you with that performance? I, I, I was actually, to be honest, Joe, I, I didn't sleep a week, I'd say, for most of the week leading up to us. Up until Wednesday, we were trying to get club fixtures moved. Yeah. Once that didn't happen, we went into the game and I, I was just more worried with seven of our goals playing with Blackrock at 12 o'clock and then having to come out and play with us at 4 o'clock. And I was very worried how David bodies would react and how they would react. And then when they, when Blackrock unfortunately lost, it's how to pick them up again after the loss. But to be fair to the goals, and I keep going back to them, they showed huge, huge commitment to the division side. And they drove us on, to be fair. And I think that drove on the goals around them when they saw them 
uh, coming and uh, wanting to play with with the division. I think it's it's a massive, massive achievement. It certainly is, but one more step to go, Trevor, where you've got nothing to lose and you've got more than enough talent to pressure this in the Scarry team. I, I honestly believe we have. I, I, I've watched the Scarry, I've seen them. They're, they're a good team. They've been in the last six uh, county finals. So they, they, they get there on merit. Okay? They, they play a bit of a defensive game. I, they sometimes get eight behind the ball, but again, I think we have a forward line that could punish them. We have a back line, to be fair, that has shown massive commitment all year and has conceded very little. You know, we have Amy Lee, a top goalkeeper on goal, which is a huge plus as well. And as you know, we have Lauren Horman and we have Amy O'Connor up front, along with Sinead Mills, and Caitlin Hickey in the middle of the field, you know, and we have O'Leary centre-back. So again, we, we I think we have enough, but again, it's going to be a right battle. Like, my biggest fear is, will the last seven weeks catch up with us? I, I hope it doesn't, but... I think sometimes, like seven weeks on the trot with them, three or two and three games at a weekend can take a toll. I hope I'm wrong. They've proved me wrong so far all year. And I hope I'm sitting here Sunday and they've proved me wrong again. <laughs> but it's going to take a titanic effort, to be fair, to, to get over the line, you know? It is. But look, we wish you all the best, everybody here in the big red bench, Trevor. Best of luck to you. And hopefully, maybe next week, we'll be talking about a county senior championship win. Yeah, hopefully. And thanks again, John. Take care. Inniscarra manager Stephen McCormick joins us now on the Big Red Bench ahead of this year's Senior Camogie Championship County Final with Shandoon. Stephen, thank you very much for joining us. Hi, Jordan. No, no problem. Good, good to join you. And good to talk to you too, sir. Um, before we get into it, uh, obviously the thing that keeps, the statistic that keeps being mentioned and brought up over and over again, I'm sure delighted to hear it another time, is that this is Inniscarra's sixth final in a row. And... That is an amazing achievement at any level, at any grade, and especially at the senior camogie grade in Cork because it's so competitive. But is that something that you do not want to talk about or your players want to talk about in the build-up to such an important game? Yeah, um, look, I suppose it doesn't bother us. You're right, it, it is a fantastic achievement. But I suppose from our point of view is we're a new management team in place. We look at this as year one. Um, and the players are very much brought into that too. What's gone in the past will we'll have no bearing what happens next Sunday. And I suppose that's all we're focused on. Just All year we've taken one game at a time and that's all we're doing this Sunday as well. It's just the next game and please God you go and win that. And we haven't focused on you know what happened last year or the years before that at all. It's, it's a new group and, and it is very much a new group. There's, there's obviously a lot of experience there as well, but there's a lot of new players and it's their first year and, and as a management team it's our first year so that's where we are we're focusing on 2021 and that's it Has that freshness of a new management team helped things Stephen? Obviously you'd say yes no because you've reached the county final but in terms of the players and you know uh, new ideas a fresh look at things especially when it comes to training it's obviously been a positive move um, I, I'm not sure about that I, like, I, I suppose from our point of view is like we've taken over there's an incredible group there Um and, you know, there, there, there's you know, a very positive group, really good experience in the group. But a lot of new players were coming through. To be fair to the previous management, like they've blooded a lot of those players over the last few years, um, who've been exceptional for us and really taken over the mantle. The likes of Kerr Ring, Anya Regan, Jenny Burke, and, and many more. And, and they've got a few years' experience behind them. There's a few younger girls we've introduced as well, who've all really stepped up to the mark and, um. I don't necessarily think it's a freshness. I think every year, whatever team you're with, you go out. It's it's, it's a new start, and um, you, you know it's good. But 
yeah, I think we just got a we've got a very good blend and, and we're pleased with what we have, you know. What's your impression of this year's county championship in terms of quality? Because there's an awful lot going on at the moment between ladies football, camogie and everything else. And players' attentions and uh, demands are, have, have never been higher uh, at such a time of the year. But your view on the quality of the championship, first of all? Uh, the, the quality has been, um, I think it's been incredible. And, and you're right, the demands and the players. That, like, you, you know, I know we ourselves, a lot of girls involved with a couple of different football teams. You know, look at the likes of Shandoon, they're trying to play with their clubs as well. Um, but the quality, like, you know, the, all, all the games we've played, um, like the Bears, the first day out, uh, we're probably looking at, we played Muscree when they didn't have a full full strength squad. But from there on, you know, in a ski, an incredibly tough game, killer. Um, we, we might have won it, I think, by eight points in the end. But again, it was a ferocious battle in the same last Sunday with the Bears. Um, I know the Bears played the Glen. And some would say we were on the weaker side of the draw. So that would just tell you the quality. I think it's been uh, really, really tough. And, um, you know, it's certainly a very competitive grade. And the players, like, it's credit to the players because this is our sixth week in a row now, you know, to go out and keep performing, uh, as all the teams have been. There's been no easy game. I think that just shows you the, the, the quality of um, Camogie and Cork. And, um, you know, Cork is, that's obviously for the benefit of Cork in the long run as well, which is great to see. Indeed it is and you talk about the quality that semi-final win over the bars I mean people will read the scoreline 111-16 to and think oh five point victory but if Aileen Sheehan hadn't scored that goal so early in the game it might have been very different but it, it just shows the I think not only the quality of your team Stephen um, but, but the mental toughness as well I mean to take on a team like the bars who have been flying it and have come through a really tough uh, route like yourselves and to put in that kind of performance must have been very gratifying for you but especially for the players yeah, absolutely. They, uh, like from our point of view, it was a tremendous performance. I, I think that 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 head start, I suppose, that we got that goal after a couple of minutes was was a huge boost and probably helped to settle the team. Um, you know, when you're playing with there was a bit of a, quite a bit of a win there on um, on on Saturday, and I think that just helped us kind of helped us settle and we were probably able to control that that first half a little bit then, and, and that suited us and it just gave us that head start and then. Because everyone knows when you're going out in the second and a half, you have something to hang on for. Um, you know you're you're in a great position, but yeah, it, it might have been relatively low scoring, but it was a ferocious battle. Um, really, really competitive game, and the Bears, like the Bears, have been excellent all year. Um, you know, that was actually our fourth time playing them this year, and no game has been easy. Um, so yeah, very pleasing. Uh, very pleasing to come out the right side of it. That's for sure. Indeed, you play the Bears four times. Uh, you you become a very good team very quickly, don't you, Stephen? Um, but you were already a good team to begin with. Can I just ask finally? In the final, you're facing a formidable challenge in Shandoon, a division with an awful lot of quality players in it. Now they go in as underdogs simply because of your record, I think. But I don't think there's very much between these two teams. Yeah, and I, I'm not sure that they go in as underdogs. Um, you know, I watched them there. I've watched them a couple of over the last couple of weeks, and. Uh, they, they, like you look at the team, it's it's um it's practically an intercounty, mm. you, you know, between Cork and Intermediates, Cork seniors and ex Cork seniors. Like it's it's um a, a massive uh, selection of players that they have, and real quality. And I think their movement, their pace, uh, you know, the, the way they defended last day, they worked like they actually look like a real club team. And I suppose that's the benefit. You know, you know, with all the divisions, they're, they're always in a difficult position starting out. But once they get in a run. Like we see it for Lynn McKillian in the hurling, 
Um, you know, once the vision's getting a run, um, like the quality they have really comes to the fore. And I think we saw it the last day. Um, like that, that, that's going to be a massive step up again from what we've played. But uh, you know, we're looking forward to it, and and hopefully we can perform in the day. And well, let's see where that takes us. Then you know. Indeed, and listen, uh, Stephen, on behalf of everybody at the Big Red Bench, we wish you all the best luck in that county final against Shandoon, and we may even be talking to you next week with a with a cup in your hands. Yeah, please, guys. Thanks, Joe. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Corks Red FM. I sat down with Echo columnist Linda Millerick to preview this year's SE Systems Cork Senior Camogie Final and got her thoughts on being selected as a member of the panel to choose the county's new senior camogie manager. Delighted to have Linda Millerick, the Echo columnist, on with us here again on the Big Red Bench to preview this weekend's Cork Senior Camogie Final between Shandoon and Ascara. Uh, Linda, welcome to the show once again. Thank you, Joe. Obviously, this is the biggest match of the year in terms of the Senior Camogie Championship Two very, very good teams obviously have reached it in Ascara for the sixth time in a row. Shandoon, I think for the first time, you might correct me on that. Can we just talk first of all and look at Shandoon? Because as a division, um, they've obviously pulling players from a lot of different clubs, but they they deserve their place in this final, don't they, Linda? Absolutely, they do. And you know, I know there's a you know there's a lot of people out there, and they they don't agree with um, divisional sides. They feel that there's not fair on clubs. I don't hold that view. Um, I don't see any of the current players on that Shandoon team ever tasting senior club camogie in their career and they're more than capable of playing at that level um, but because of the catchment area of their club by and large the small numbers within that area um, they remain a, they will remain a junior inter- intermediate for the foreseeable future and I, I believe in in fact with clubs like or suburbs such as Inascara, Glenmire, Ballincollig and Carrigaline booming with numbers uh, the future of the City Club is getting all the more concerning um, and you know should these players be denied a chance to compete with the best and to showcase their talent uh, I, I don't think so um, uh, you know we haven't had a serious challenge from a division side for a long time the last time Shandoon were in it actually was 1994 when they played uh, a Glen team that I was on and that was a cracker and uh, we came out on top that day um, so it's not as if they've been dominating. I know that Musgrave beat the Bars, I think, in two thousand and seven. So, but you know, um, you know, I think to be fair to Shandoon, they've, you know, it's it's been very, you know, division sides have it very difficult. You know, there's a lot of obstacles put in their way with club camogie, ladies football now, and everything in the last decade. So against all the odds, Shandoon have reached this year's final. Um, these guards are buzzing. It's huge for each one of them personally, and and I'm and I'm delighted that they're there. They face a formidable opponent, Linda, in Inascara. I mean, any team, any club to reach any grade final six years in a row, you must be doing something right. This is a very well-oiled machine and they've come through to the county final the hard way. They have. And uh, I think, you know, I think it, it, it's it's known my admiration for Inascara over the last number of years and, and how they keep coming to the table. I mean, you know, the player attrition over the years, every club has it and they're on the go now since 2010 always there or thereabouts even when Milford were dominating and Scarra were the ones you know snapping at their heels um, and six years in a row was a tremendous achievement you know they looked flat last year they looked tired you know we all thought you know that that, that was it we'd see them down not for too long because they have a tremendous underage structure going there but still I thought to be a couple of years maybe three years before they'd come back here and yet here they are again um, 
you know, tremendous and, and having lost the first round to the Bars to come back the way they have and for the desire that they and the passion and the, you know, the excitement they bring to the field, you know, there's great credit due to, to everybody involved out there, you know. This final has a sprinkling of a lot of inter-county talent, clearly, but who are the players that you think on the Shandun side and on the Inascara side that might tilt it in their respective teams' favour? Well, I think Shandun are very strong throughout. You know, you start with Amy Lee, their Cork senior goalkeeper, you know, and, uh, you know, we all know how important goalkeepers are. She's not just a great shot stopper, she's fast off her line and her buckles are excellent. You've got a strong defence there, um, Courtney O'Keefe, Nevo Leary holding centre-back. And you have a very strong midfield, Caitlin Hickey, you know, herself, who had a stint on the Cork senior panel and a Cork intermediate player. Um, Susan Cape Brosnan, who came on the other day at midfield, um, and did very well I, I'd be expecting her to start on Sunday you know and then up front they're packed with talent you've Lauren Homan um, again another Cork senior panellist in the past Amy O'Connor then you have strong intermediate players Hayley Ryan Michelle Murphy Roisin Defita and then Sinead Mills from Brian Dillon's and so up front you've got six very good forwards all capable of scoring all good workers off the ball um, you've got a strong midfield, and you've got a, you've got you've got a very you've got a handy backline, mm. and then on the Nascara side, you know of course Joanne Casey and Aileen Sheen are are, are just dominating. Um, I mean the scores there they have racked up in the last number of games is phenomenal. You might be a little bit concerned that um, they are so prominent in the scoring um, trend. Um, there was three players scored last weekend for in the scammer. There was seven scored for Shandoon. Um, if Joanne Casey and Aileen Sheen are even 50% nullified, um, I think, you know, Shandoon would be in a good, strong position. Um, you know, Claudia Keane is very strong for Inascara. and But then you've got Katie O'Mani at midfield, who's just a tremendous engine. And I'm really looking forward to the midfield battle. If Susan Cape Brosnan... Caitlin Hickey starts there against Katie O'Mani, Rosie O'Mani. That's going to be a key area. Um, and defensively, then I thought Inescar were brilliant last weekend against the Bars. You know, um, the Bars just couldn't get through. Um, you know, so I think this has the makings of a tremendous final out of all the teams. You know, I mentioned a few weeks ago that maybe the Bars and Stars would be a good final. I was wrong in that because the Bars are playing so, f- or Stars are playing so flat. You know, they don't bring any excitement at the moment. Um, the Bars had been bringing excitement but unfortunately last week they just fell completely short but I think here on Sunday we've got two teams who are very skillful a lot of inter-county players at all levels on show uh, passionate both very much attacking attacking style of teams um, and I think we're in for a cracker I just hope that the referee lets the game flow <laughs> and that we get to see the best of these two sides in your expert opinion from your writings of the Senior Championship this year in the Echo which you can find every week who do you think will win? <laughs> I hate that question. I've been wrong all year. Um, <laughs> so, um, bum, bum, bum. Um, I'm going to go with my division and I'm going to go with Shandun in this one. Why? Because I've seen them progress all year. Um, now I've seen in the Scar progress as well. Um, I didn't see much of their games until the semi-final due to it clashing with other games. Very impressed with them, you know. Um, I'm not certainly not ruling them out, but Shandun last weekend peaked for me. Um, they 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 were very much bonded both on the field and off the field. They've got better as each game has gone on. They beat a Bars team. Uh, sorry, they beat a Sars team last last weekend, having seven of their. Black Rock players involved earlier yeah. in the intermediate championship semi-final 
against Father Neils. You know, that was a tough game for them and yet they came out and must have been shattered and still put in a performance. There's no other games standing in the way of this final. The players should come in fresh. They've come into every game, I suppose. There's been no pressure on them. They're coming in very relaxed. They're coming out to enjoy it. And if they bring that to the table on Sunday, it's going to be it's going to take some in the Scarra team to beat them. But then again, in the Scarra, I've done it before. <laughs> but I, I'm going to tip Shan doing on this one. And I, look, I appreciate how tight this game is going to be. No matter what, it's not an easy thing to do to predict the winner. But it's uh, you've given some good sam- or good examples there as to why Shandoon probably might edge it. But as you said, in the Scarra sixth final in a row, you can't rule them out, out either. Let's hope it's as good a game as we're both hoping for, Linda. Since we last spoke. Um, the good news for Cork Mogi is that a positive development last night, a statement was released saying that a new senior management selection committee has been put together to identify or try and find a replacement for Paddy Murray as Cork senior Camogie uh, manager. On that committee, or on that senior management selection committee, Rena Buckley, Jerk Cunningham, Marion McCarthy, Damien Quickly, and yourself, Linda. Um, this is a big task for the five of you, but it's also a positive move for, for Corkamogie, I think, that they've got enough experience and knowledge into that panel to try and find the right person for the position. It's not going to be easy to replace Paddy Murray. Everyone knows that. But it's still, uh, the process has to be gone through. It does. And um, yeah, we, we certainly have a, have a strong task ahead of us. But it all depends on who comes to the table. You know, I mean, it, it depends on the calibre of what comes to the table and those who apply for the position um, you can only work with, with what you're given in that regard. So hopefully we'll get very strong um, applicants. You know, it, it's a very high-profile job now. Um, Paddy Murray is a household name around the country. Um, it You know, it's not, the, it's not the job it was 15 years ago um, or even 10 years ago. And Cork Mogi are always there or thereabouts. So it's a perfect opportunity for someone to come in here who, you know... Um, which with, with talent and not be afraid to take it on. It's a big, it's a big job. There's no doubt about it. It's time consuming, but it's, it's ultimately it can be extremely rewarding for someone. Um, and obviously, you know, there'll be a number of, of factors. You know, we haven't sat down and, and worked on the process yet, um, and I think that's going out next Monday. But um, at the same time, you know, there will under the. I would be expecting the uh, people to bring their presentation under a number of various headings for the good of Cockmogie in general. Um, not just winning an All-Ireland in 2022, but the future of Cork Excellent stuff. Well, look, we wish you well on that because, as I said, it's a very impressive panel to try and find the next manager. Hopefully, as you said, the right applicants, enough applicants will put their names forward. As ever, Linda, thank you so much for your expert analysis. We're looking forward to that county final this weekend and looking forward again to talking to you in the next edition. Not at all, Joe. Thank you, too. Missed the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM. The Cork Vikings were crowned AFL Ireland Women's Champions recently. I caught up with the Vikings' CJ Murphy to discuss the sport's phenomenal growth in Ireland and beyond. Now, I am absolutely delighted to be joined by a member of the Cork Vikings AFL Women's Premiership Champions, and that is CJ Murphy. CJ, thank you for joining us on the Big Red Bench. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, it's brilliant to be here, and it's really good to to have you on. First of all, let's let's just fill in let's just fill in the blanks for people who don't know. But AFL Ireland, and specifically AFL Women's Ireland, is becoming increasingly popular to the point that this past weekend the Cork Vikings claimed the 2021 AFL Ireland Women's Premiership. 
by beating the Ulster Kookaburras. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yourselves, the Kookaburras, South Dublin Swans and the Galway Magpies have been involved in the championship to date. But can you just explain for people who may not know what it took to get to a premiership final and what it took to get over that Ulster team? Yeah, so um, it's a pretty new concept for the women's anyway. So previous years that I've been playing for quite a few years and before this year, uh, it was always like carnival. So it was kind of um, that you go and for one day and play like multiple games. But this is the first year that we've set it up uh, similar to the men's uh, premiership. So that you travel up and down. It's like, uh, you know, football premiership or championship that you kind of play one game, one proper full game um, against a certain team every day or uh, every couple of weeks. So we actually had, there were three teams in the women's premiership. So Galway Magpies weren't actually in the premiership. Um, they just kind of, uh, that it's just a small sport in Ireland and it, we're trying to grow it so that they were coming into it just to play a couple of games. Um, but they weren't actually playing for points. So there was ourselves, the Dublin Swans and the Ulster Kookaburras. And so between the three of us that we've definitely, uh, it's been a, a couple of very tough games, you know, it's been so much fun to play, but there's definitely been like a great sense of um, energy at every game and a great sense of kind of drive and motivation from all teams to kind of do our best. Um, fortunately this year, uh, Vikings will be very strong like we've had some absolutely amazing players and we've had some amazing help from different people um, like our coaches and our brother club which are the Leaside Lions they're the men's team that uh, they've done a lot to help us so we really build ourselves up as like a really good kind of cohesive team this year um, and thankfully we made it out on top on Saturday so it was brilliant. Indeed it was, and congratulations on that. You mentioned coaches and you mentioned your squad. How many players roughly have been involved this year in the Viking squad and who are some of the coaches that have helped bring the Premiership back to Cork? Yeah, so we have about 20-ish players that we had, I think, uh, 18 people um, eligible to play so that uh, to play in the finals that you need to have played one previous game uh, throughout the Premiership. So we had 18 people eligible. I think 17 people showed up on the day, which is uh, pretty good going. Um, but we really made sure that throughout the year um, that people kept turning up, that it wasn't just they turned up to one game and disappeared, that it was everyone turned up consistently. And there was a great sense of like team and a sense of, you know, kinship in the group. And uh, we sort of like helped spur each other on. And to be fair, our coaches were, really, really helpful with that, that we have um, Owen Skull, who is, uh, he's actually the men's, the Irish men's coach as well. He's uh, coached the Leaside Lions and he came in and gave us a hand. And then also Chris and Dom from the Leaside Lions that they came in and gave us a hand um, with training. So we actually trained with the men's team. Uh, okay. Which is maybe a bit unusual, but it was really helpful just to kind of build up those numbers and kind of uh, bring up that intensity and kind of keep it moving and all the lads were so helpful and so great you know and really supportive so we'd go to their games in Chiraman they'd come to our games in Chiraman so there was a great sort of relationship between the Vikings and the, the Lions the whole way throughout the tournament. 
it it sounds like that approach that, that there's a very social side to all of this. I know you take it seriously and I know you train very hard and clearly the Vikings have done that to win the premiership and it's a new sport. It's growing in Ireland. But the fact mm-hmm. that you're training with men and you're trying to hone your skills shows how seriously you take it. Now, two, two-prong question. Obviously, there's a social side to it and that's important mm-hmm. and needs to be there as with GA and any other sports soccer. But mm-hmm. how often would you have trained this past year and where did you train? So um, I'll do the second question first because I think that's the, uh, <laughs> the easiest to answer first. No, that's okay. So um, we kind of, uh, that we had one official training uh, per week. So throughout the summer um, and we were training in Tremor Valley Park uh, okay. in uh, Cork, um, which is, it was on the rugby pitch. It was a very handy place to go and there was enough space for all of us. So obviously with the COVID restrictions and stuff that we had to go back in pods. So we were kind of working away ourselves that there'd be, uh, we might have one or two pods of just the women's team and the men's team would be there as well. Um, it just kind of worked out because um, it, sometimes there was a bit of a struggle at the very beginning anyway to get a couple of girls coming. So if there's only maybe five girls training, it's hard to do much. But as soon as we could kind of move in with the men's team, uh, there could be so much more done, you know, and uh, so many more different drills we could do. Uh, so we were training there. And then the social aspect, there, like obviously with COVID and stuff, that things have been a bit of a struggle that way. We wouldn't have had as many um, get-togethers as we may have liked. But there's really a great social aspect, even at the training sessions, just um, arriving a bit early, having a chat with everyone, staying a bit after training session. Uh, you know, like you're like, I'm finished training at half eight, nine o'clock. You may not make it home till 10 because you've been standing around having a chat with people, you know? And um, so even uh, the fact that during the premiership that the men's and women's team were all playing on the same day. So usually it was the women's team played first and the men's team played second. And then, so we may have had to travel up to Dublin or to, up to Ulster to the other teams. And we may have spent the night sometimes and, you know, over in the, in the cities and we just go out and have a good time and make sure that we're uh, getting to know the other team as well. So it's not just keeping to ourselves, it's also getting to know the other players in the country because, um, you know, we have the Irish Warriors, which are the men's team and the Irish Banshees, which are the women's team, which in my opinion are fantastic names. Yes. Um, so, Sorry, uh, sorry, just on the Irish Banshees, congratulations mm-hmm. because you and a number of other Cork Vikings players have been mm-hmm. called up to the Irish Banshees to play in a tournament very soon. In fact, this week, this coming weekend, congratulations, first of all, to you on that. And what is that tournament and, and what's involved? Uh, thank you very much. Um, so it's called the Clover Cup and it came about as a result of that European Cup was supposed to be held and that was cancelled due to restrictions and things like that. So um, AFL Ireland decided that it would be nice to have some bit of a competition anyway, this side of Christmas for the international team. So the Clover Cup was born and basically it's Ireland, England, Scotland, Wales um, are the teams. Um, It's a tournament between the four countries that uh, because the English team, the men's team pulled out that uh, there's actually been uh, just sort of a provisional 
extra team, like a Northern Irish team being yeah. put in as well. So there'll be a five team, uh, five teams in the women's tournament. Okay. So there'll be Ireland and then Northern Irish team and then mm-hmm. England, Scotland, and Wales. So um, it'll be a good bit of fun. There'll be, uh, there's, I think it's eight Vikings have been chosen really? on a panel of, I think a panel of 18. Okay. So where's the number of people? Where is the competition taking place? So it's taking place in Belfast. Very good. And on this coming Saturday, the 16th. Excellent stuff. Well, we wish you all the best on that, and we'll catch up with you afterwards. I think on that, maybe one or two more of the Irish players just to see how that goes. And as you said, the Irish Banshees is just about the best name you could put on a team. So I love <laughs> yeah, it already. <laughs> just, just before we finish, all of the achievements in such a short period of time shows the growth of Aussie rules in Ireland, especially on the female side. Whatever about the male side, but specifically on the female side. But you've mentioned trips away. You've mentioned playing competitive matches. You need sponsors yeah. for that. And you've been very lucky, or Cork Vikings have been very lucky that a number of sponsors have come in early and helped you out. Who are those sponsors? So um, that are that are sponsors that we want to give a big thank you to, that we have Mallow Road Motors, mm-hmm. uh, Pat Dennehy Signs. We have Square Cup, which is a, a little uh, coffee shop that we actually stopped in on the way up to uh, the Premiership final during uh, last Saturday. Mm-hmm. And... Irish Power Energy Drinks who supplied some uh, some goodies for us during the weekend. Good stuff. And that's good to see that number of people already getting involved in what is still a fledgling sport for women in this country. Yeah. To finish up, CJ, can I just ask you, when you see Breed Stack, when you see Orlo Dwyer, when you see so many Irish, former Irish ladies footballers, uh, and of course, uh, Coruscant and probably being the most high profile of them, going to Australia to play mm-hmm. An expanded competition, uh, the uh, Aussie rules over in Australia is has never been more popular. The women's mm-hmm. sport over there, the women's side of it has never been more popular. There's new franchises mm-hmm. growing all the time. Do you see this growing here in Cork and here in Ireland, first of all, because more and more of the top end athletes seem to want to go over and experience a professional lifestyle in Australia? Um, yeah, 100%. Uh, like the reason that so many Irish women particularly have gone over and been so successful in Australia is because there's so many transferable skills between GAA and Aussie rules and um, in Aussie rules like GAA in Ireland can be incredibly competitive I think everyone knows that you know if you want to play county or anything like that that is extremely competitive Aussie rules is still a growing sport and I was um helping out at the UCC training there earlier this evening and there are so many girls who are coming in and they want to try this new sport that they already have some bit of an idea of what's happening but they really love the idea of tackling and they love the idea of something new to add to you know what they already know of different sports so um even colleges and stuff that there's quite a few colleges um MTU have had their um women's training there it's uh, their first women's training there yesterday just on Tuesday and so that we're getting some amazing numbers up and they're just complete growing interest and I think the idea of being able to see all of these high profile uh, GA ladies heading over to Australia and playing at such a high level it's inspiring and also it's giving a bit of press and a bit of a uh, bit of mention to the sport that is Aussie rules and um, piquing people's interest you know 
Indeed, and it's piqued our interest here on the Big Red Bench, and we're delighted um, to feature your good self and the fact that the Cork Vikings are the Premiership champions in 2021. Thank you, yes, uh, CJ, for joining us, and thank you, and pass on our congratulations to the rest no, of the squad. No. And we wish you all the best in the Clover Cup with the Irish Banshees, and we will catch up with thank you and maybe much. one or two more players and see how you get on uh, in a future episode. Thanks again. Sounds fabulous. Thank you very much. That's it for another Big Red Bench Women in Sport podcast. Remember to subscribe to The Big Red Bench on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can also listen online at redextra.ie. Don't forget to tune in to The Big Red Bench with Rory O'Hagan, Colm O'Sullivan and Valerie Wheeler between 6 and 7pm on the radio every Saturday and Sunday. Follow The Big Red Bench across all our social media channels as well as visiting our official website redfm.ie. The Big Red Bench, Saturday and Sunday from 6pm, Cork's Red FM.